I want to start off um, by uh, just reading you a brief quote from Dr. Stephen Covey, uh, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. By the way, if you have not read that book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, before you graduate, you should put this on your must-read list. Um, there are two must-reads that I think uh, you should be reading. That's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. <clears throat> two of my favorite all-time life-changing books that I followed quite closely and feel that uh, they both have a huge uh, portion in time about the success that I've had in my life. Um, this is a quote from The Seven Habits from Covey. And it says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our happiness. So to show you a, a, a visual of that, it's this. Uh, here's the stimulus, right? Here is the response. Most people have been trained like Pavlov. So it's Pavlov dogs. If you remember those, you know, my wife probably talked about that stuff, I'm sure. Um, so Pavlov dog, you know, you have a st st the dog there, you ring the bell with the meat, you ring the bell with the meat, ring the bell with the meat, and you ring the bell without the meat, and the dog still salivates because it thinks the meat's coming, right? Um, <clears throat> that's stimulus and response. There's no differential, there's no timing. The dog doesn't think about it. The dog doesn't say, hmm, am I hungry right now? Would I like to have meat? And here's the bell. It knows it. the meat's coming, and then it salivates, right? We human beings have this special little thing, and it's called the freedom to choose. And when we exercise that freedom to choose, that is our life. The choices you make to, as a, for instance, being in this class, uh, is going to change your life, potentially. Because you're here in this class, which means you probably like kids, uh, so that's making a difference, right? And then when you graduate, you will go into a practice maybe as an associate that will be maybe more kid-focused than more than others. <clears throat> that's a choice. And then uh, you decide after a few years you want to open up your own practice and you focus on, on taking care of more kids in your practice. That's a choice, right? And then when you're in practice, now you're saying, well, now I want to get ICPA certified, so then you take all the ICPA classes. So you see what, what this means, right? So the stimulus is, and you already had the stimulus. The stimulus is, I like taking care of kids, or I want to be a take care of kids and pregnant mamas. That's the stimulus. Your response is, while I'm here in school, I'm going to take advantage of the classes that are here. And because of that, I'm going to put myself on a different path, right? So all of you are on a different path than you would have been had you not taken this class, had you said to yourself, well, you know, I could always take this later uh, or I can just take classes, you know, I could read about it. Or I, could, I get a, a textbook. I could look online. You know, I could take some online courses. You could have done all those things. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of those choices. The difference is, though, that you have made a commitment, right? And this commitment is going to show through later on. So 10 years from now, when you look back and your ICPA is certified in a successful your family-based practice, you're going to look back at the choice you made. You had the stimulus. You acted on the stimulus. You made a different response. Where are, there are some people in this, your cadre of students, your couple of quarters that you guys might be in, 
who are making different responses right now, right? They're choosing, they, they have the same stimulus. They, I really want to take care of kids, but you know what? I, I got to do this and I have this responsibility. I get that, or I'm too tired. I don't want to take any more of these classes. I, I just want the electives that are give me like a big bang. I, I just can't do it. And they decide not to do this. But then what happens is that stimulus, right, over here is altered because you made this decision. And then when you graduate, all of a sudden you're saying, well, I don't have time for ICPA. I can't do those classes. It's too much money. It's, it's going to take too long anyway. I don't really need it, right? And now all of a sudden, it's 10 years from now, right? So you and this other person, 10 years from now, are looking, are talking to you. You're, you're coming back to like a fall celebration here at life. And you're, and you're talking, oh, what are you doing? Well, I got a PH practice. I'm ICPA certified. It's been so cool. I'm seeing like 50% kids in my practice and all kinds of pregnant mamas. It's been so awesome. What are you doing? Well, I'm in a PI practice. PI practice? I thought you said you were going to go into pediatrics. Yeah, but you know, I got this and then the blah, 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 and then blah, and more and blah, 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 right? And this is what we're talking about. So, you, like BJ Palmer, one of my favorite sayings from him is you never know how far reaching something you may think, say, or do will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. So, your simple choice of signing up for a pediatric elective. Not that this elective in and of itself, although I think it is quite good, but not that the elective in and of itself is going to be that earth-shakingly powerful, right? But in other words, the choice to take the elective will propel other choices in the future that if you didn't take this choice, then you will make different choices in the future and your whole life will be different. And that's what I really want you to think about. I want you to think about like the autistic kid who comes into my practice yesterday and uh, not, yeah, yesterday for a re-exam. It's his second re-exam. So he's been in my practice under care for 12 weeks now, approximately six weeks in between each re-exam, every 10 visits. <clears throat> and when I first met this little one who's five years old, he had been going to physical therapy, occupational therapy, ABA therapy, and speech therapy for four years. And he was a lovely kid, but minimally speaking, didn't say a word of anything, very little eye contact, very little social uh, uh, engagement, right? Yesterday he comes in, hi, right? And this is what he's been doing the last couple of weeks, hi. And he lies down and he says something like down, right? But yeah, good, guess right, lie down, lie down. Good job, buddy, good job, right? And then I said, turn over, he says, turn over. Right. And now we have like now you can say, well, the kid's five and he's speaking like, you know, a two year old. Yeah. Yeah. He's speaking like a two year old. That's right. You got it. You you don't go from. Well, actually, it could happen once once in a while. It does. But very rare to go from speaking like a like not speaking at all to speaking like a five year old like this. I've seen it once in a while, but that's not the norm. What happens is they have to go, and this is what the mom said. She and I are talking. She said, he's going through stages now he should have gone through years ago. I said, exactly, because his brain and his nerve system is turning on, and as his prefrontal cortex is getting more information because we're making sure that brainstem is working good because we're getting rid of all the brain reflexes and we're adjusting him. So now, now his, the upper part of the brain is talking to the lower part of the brain. Now everything's starting to make sense. It's all falling into place. But what does it do with the stimulus and response? Well, the mom, when she first came in, I said to her, it's going to be six months, minimum, 
you're doing this for six months minimum. There's no like, I'm trying this out. We'll try a couple of visits. It's six months minimum, two times a week. You do the exercises every day, right? So she, she had a stimulus. My stimulus was, I'm gonna take my kid to a chiropractor, even though people think I'm totally crazy to do it because he doesn't have any back pain, but I'm taking him to a chiropractor because I want to see a change because nothing else has happened. And my friend went to this chiropractor or I read about this thing or whatever, and that's how they got to our office. That's the stimulus. The freedom to choose is like, okay, mom, you have a choice. You could do absolutely nothing and then continue to get the results you have, which is nothing. You could try a little bit and get nothing from it because it's not enough because we need that the response will come, but it's going to take time to get that response. Or you can do something and just go commit head first all the way. And then you'll see the response. It's going to, but it's going to take time and you've got to give it the time. And she committed to that care, and now she's so happy. And now, when he gets adjusted, after he gets adjusted, he hugs me, and he hugs the intern that's in the room with me. And now he's hugging mom, and he never did that before. Right? And you can say, well, that's just a five-year-old, so what? For a kid, for a mom who's never had a hug before from her son, without her saying, come over here and give me a hug, right? But to get a hug because he just comes up to her and gives her a hug, it melts her heart and it melts my heart. That's the stimulus and the response. And the freedom to choose was she could have chosen a different path. And you know what? There are some moms and dads who do, and there's no judgment. Whatever they do is fine. But they're going to get a different response. And six months from now, when nothing else is different, the key thing that they have to decide in their own minds is, was it worth it for me to do nothing? And that's your job is to not convince, not sell, but to explain and educate why it is that you need the care that we're going to suggest. The high level, lots of care, lots of exercise kind of care that we're going to suggest. It's not a once in a while thing. This is a long-term process, right? So it took months for her to get, to start getting the result that she wants. But when she starts to get those results, now she's starting to get rewarded for those results, right? It's the same thing with you guys. You guys are in these seats right now because in a year from now, you'll probably all be graduating by that time. I'm not sure, but I think most of you will probably be out in the field at that point in time. Your choices that you made by being here are going to change the choices that you make when you're out there. And that's, to me, one of the most important things to understand is that the little choices are really big choices. You know, taking a three-credit elective is not a big choice. In the grand scheme of things, it's like three credits, it's done in 10 weeks, blah, right? But in the grand scheme of things, it's a very big choice because you could have chosen some other kind of elective, and that would have taken you on another kind of path. Not that it's bad or wrong, it's just it takes you on a different path. This mom could have made a different choice. I don't want to do this, right? I'm so tired, I have like 10,000 other appointments I go to, I don't want to do all these things. But she said, I want a different opportunity for my kid and for myself. And I'm I'm going to try this because I have the stimulus of what I want, I have a response that I want, and, but I, in order to get to that response, you've got to make a choice. 
And it's the same thing that's going to happen with you. When you graduate, you're going to have a lot of choices thrown at you. Right? You can associate. You can open up your own practice. You can buy a practice. You can associate here. You can associate there. And they're going to pay you this much. And they're going to pay. There's all these different choices and all these different questions. The choices you make will determine your future. Because I've seen people, I've seen some of you guys, and once again, this is nothing bad or wrong. I've seen some of you guys who say, I want this, but then the stimulus is, I got to pay down my student loans as quick as I can. So I, I'm, even though I want pediatrics, I'm going to go into PI, but I'm only going to do PI. And once again, PI is nothing wrong, not bad. So I'm not putting PI down. It's very lucrative, but, but so I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, I know what's going on out there. So you say, I'm going to choose a PI practice. And then you say, I'm only going to do that for a couple of years just so I pay stuff off. And then 10, 15, 20 years later, you're still doing that because, well, you know, I just never got around to doing it this way. Stimulus response. You get stuck in. So careful about the decisions you make in the next year or so because those decisions will change your life 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So don't get caught in the trap where you say, I'm just going to do this for a little while until, right? Because what happens when I see with the students and stuff is that until never comes. So whatever you're going to do, throw yourself into it. Whether it's pediatrics, whether it's functional neurology, whether it's sports, whatever it is. Throw yourself headlong into it. When you're in peak, throw yourself into it. When you're associating, throw yourself into it. Don't dabble. Don't, don't say, the reason I'm going to do being an intern is so I can sit down in my, and, and do nothing for and know just a few people. And I'm just going to guess I'm just going to get away with it. I'm just going to get away with it. Just because, so, you know, if you're going to pay, like, all kinds of crazy money to do something, you might as well do it all the way. Right? So... When you think about what Stephen Covey is talking about here, the dog that hears the bell has a stimulus, has an instant response. You're going to get stimulated from all kinds of things out there for you to do, for you to say, for you to charge, for you to buy, all kinds of stuff that will be very, all the stimulus that'll be out there. Choose wisely. Don't be like Pavlov's dog where you choose like this and you choose impulsively or you choose because of the wrong reason, the wrong choice. Choose because of this makes the best choice, not just for today, not just for the short term, but for the long term. Because you don't want to have to look back and say, like, I remember a conversation I had with Larry Webster back in 1995. Webster, the founder of the ICPA, said to me, Drew, the sports thing that you're doing, it's not working. Because he and I have been friends after we, I graduated here. He said, it's not, it's not going the way you want to. And I know it isn't because I can see it in your eyes. You're not fulfilled. And he was right because I was not happy being a sports chiropractor. I had a CCSP and I was adjusting all these athletes and they were smelly and gross and whiny and complaining. And he said, Drew, pediatrics. Just do it. He said, I, I've seen you for five years now. I know what you're capable of. Pediatrics is your calling. Stimulus. What could my response been? Oh, Webster, stop it. You know, I, sports are very lucrative. I get a lot of money. I get, I get to do all these things. I get to meet all these cool people. It's much, it's, I'm a hockey player. It makes more sense, right? 
But I heard him. I heard what he was saying. He was predicting the future because he started talking about, Drew, autism, ADHD, all these things that we barely mentioned. When these are getting bigger and bigger. You, we need people. We need people to take care of these kids that are coming. So I got into something on the ground floor before it was even anything. And man, was, am I happy that Webster said autism, study autism to me, because he was right. He was right. At that time, autism was one in like 500. Now it's one in 44. How did he know that? I don't know how he knew that. But stimulus, do this, Drew. Response, okay. Changed my life. Right? Because the reason I'm here is because after he passed away, there was another couple of people teaching pediatrics. They didn't fit work out. They called me to come down here and teach it. Right? But, but, but first thing that had to happen is Webster had to hit me upside the head with the stimulus to say, you got to do this, and then I did this. Right? So look at how things can change, but if I didn't take the stimulus then my response would have been, I'm still in the same kind of sports practice that I had before, which wasn't a bad practice. It was just a smelly, whiny, complaining practice, right? <laughs> which isn't very fun. I'd rather have babies in my practice than adults sweating because they just played you know, some sport, right? So that's what I want you guys to understand as we go on towards the end of our quarter here is to understand the stimulus and response. And like, if you don't have a picture, it's like, take a picture of this. Because this is your life. This is your life right here. What's going to happen to your life is determined right here. Between stimulus and response is your freedom to choose. That is where you are. What are you going to do about that? What is going to be your choice? 